Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to the Long Acres Finance Channel. Each month I come up with a list of 10 high-yield dividend stocks that may be potentially good additions to my personal portfolio. I share this list here on my channel as well as on Seeking Alpha. The main reason why I share this list is to give you a behind-the-scenes look at my screening process, as it may help you build upon your own process or give you a few ideas to research further. My interpretation of high yield certainly differs from what the average investor deems as high yield. For me, given my age and investing strategy, a stock that offers a dividend yield of 2.75% or more is a high yield investment. While many of the high yield stocks presented on my watch list offer more attractive yields, you will see a few names that are just north of my threshold. I also believe this lower threshold allows me to capture some unique opportunities that would otherwise not cross my radar. My main objective when it comes to dividend investing is to find quality companies and identify if they are trading for attractive prices. There are no clear rules on what defines a quality business, nor is there a perfect valuation method. For me, a company that has a history of consistent growth and strong trailing metrics is superior to the broad market. For valuation, I prefer to target dividend stocks that currently offer above average dividend yields when compared to their recent history. This process doesn't guarantee future results that will be above average, but I have found that it works pretty well for me. I've been tracking this watches for nearly two years now, and it has performed better than I expected. It also led to very respectable returns in my personal portfolio. If this sounds interesting to you, then keep listening to find out what my top 10 high-yield dividend stocks for the month of July are. Afterwards, I'll talk about long-term returns for the watches and the buy-and-hold portfolios I track. The 10 chosen dividend stocks for July offer an average dividend yield of 3.94%. That is better than last month's average dividend yield of 3.66%. There are a few new names on the list this month, but the average yield has increased primarily due to the stock market decline we observed in June. Comparing the current average dividend yield to the average trailing dividend yield gives us an average undervaluation of 39% for the July watch list. This measure also improved from the prior month, depending on how you interpret an improvement, as the June selections were about 28% undervalued. Okay, so let's jump right into the list here, and I'll give you a bit of detail about each company. First up, we have Tiro Price Group with a 4.16% dividend yield. The stock looks about 42% undervalued when compared to its trailing dividend yield of just 2.46%. It has a very good payout ratio of 36%. Dividend growth during the last 5 years has been strong, at nearly 15% per year on average. Top-line revenue and bottom-line earnings have grown at strong double-digit rates during the past 5 years as well. My return forecast is about 24% per year over the next 5 years. This of course assumes the stock will hit its earnings estimates and return to its long-term trailing dividend yield. I know the stock has been beaten up pretty badly this year and I've been talking about it for a few months now, as it continues to not deliver any alpha over the market. My expectations for the stock are in the long term. I think it presents a bargain opportunity at today's price, as it did a month ago and three months ago as well. Today's price is just more of a bargain. I practice a dollar-cost averaging strategy, where I invest new capital on a weekly basis, and I look for the best place to park that money. My intention is to hold my investments for a very long period of time, and I like to invest my cash as soon as it hits my brokerage account. I don't mess around with timing the market or trying to predict the next bottom. If a company meets my expectations and the price of the stock is attractive, I will invest. If the price continues to fall, I'll keep adding more capital if the fundamentals still make sense, which in turn lowers my cost basis. This investing strategy isn't really a fun practice in a falling market, because you continually see your capital eroded as prices keep falling. However, we need to keep in mind these are just paper losses. If I don't sell my position, I incur no loss. 
And by adding more capital at lower prices, I keep growing my future dividend income at more attractive starting dividend yields. I know many of you are not in a similar life position as me, or maybe you just have a different investing philosophy. But I think providing a little bit more color on my approach will help you understand why this watches works well for me. Okay, a little bit more history on Tiro before we move on to the next stock on the list. Tiro has been on the watches for 5 months now, first joining in February of 2022. During this period of time, the stock is a negative 24.96% total return, losing about 5.58% per month on average. I have certainly caught this dividend aristocrat on the downturn, but that is the main point of my watchlist, to identify out-of-favor stocks and initiate a position before there's a chance to rebound. The second stock on the list is Morgan Stanley with a 3.58% dividend yield. It looks about 39% undervalued with a trailing dividend yield of 2.24%. The company has a very nice payout ratio of 31% and a very strong 5-year dividend growth rate of 24.57%. Both top and bottom line earnings during the past 5 years were strong. My return forecast for Morgan Stanley is about 16% per year over the next 5 years. Not quite as high as the 24% for T. Rowe, but still well above my target of 12%. Morgan Stanley has been on the watches for 9 out of the past 11 months, first appearing in August of 2021. The total return over this period of time is minus 18.99%, which averages out to a loss of 1.9% per month. Just a quick note here, all of this data is as of June 30th, so it may differ from the actual figures since we are already one week into July. Up next we have Best Buy with a nice 5.24% dividend yield. The stock appears to be about 56% undervalued, with a trailing dividend yield of just 2.34%. It has a nice and low payout ratio of 33%, and a very strong 5-year dividend growth rate of 19.89%. Top-line growth during the last 5 years is a little low at 5.61%, but bottom-line earnings have been very strong, averaging a growth rate of 21.34%. My return forecast for Best Buy is 25.66%, with a large chunk of the forecast coming from potential return to fair value. Best Buy has been on the watch list since January of 2022, and is down 34.43% during the past 6 months. This gives the stock an average loss of 6.79% per month. I know these figures look pretty awful. But like I have already mentioned twice, I'm looking for stocks that have fallen more than the market average to initiate my positions. Up next this month we have Advanced Auto Parts with a 3.4% dividend yield. The company has a trailing dividend yield of just 0.52%, which implies a potential 85% undervaluation. But this is grossly overstated due to the rapid dividend growth during the past few years. The company has a nice and low payout ratio of 38%, and a very strong 5-year dividend growth rate of 68.4%. Top-line growth is rather low at 2.83% with bottom-line growth being better at just north of 9%. My return forecast for the stock of 46% is also overstated, because the potential undervaluation is overstated. I like the company, and it's in my personal portfolio. Although, I would encourage you to do extra due diligence, especially on valuation, since dividend yield theory isn't very effective for this company. Advanced Auto Parts has been on the watch list since March of 2022, and thus far it has a loss of 13.97%, or 3.69% per month on average. It's certainly fallen along with the market, but not as much as some of the other popular dividend stocks. Rounding out the top 5 this month is Home Depot, that for the very first time since I have been tracking this watch list, offers a dividend yield above 2.75%. The exact yield at the end of June was 2.78%. Dividend yield theory tells us the stock is potentially 25% undervalued, with a trailing dividend yield of 2.07%. The payout ratio of 43% is nice and low, and Home Depot has a very strong 5-year dividend growth rate of 19.05%. Top-line growth is just shy of 10%, and bottom-line earnings have been very good at nearly 20%. My return forecast for Home Depot is 19% per year over the next 5 years. Since this is the first time Home Depot is appearing on the watchlist, I have no historical data for the stock. In 6th place we have BlackRock with a 3.16% dividend yield. It appears to be about 28% undervalued when compared to its trailing dividend yield of 2.29%. 
The payout ratio of about 44% is nice and low. The company has a good 5-year dividend growth rate of 12.52%. Top and bottom line earnings are respectable at 9 and 15% respectively. My return forecast is about 14%. Actually, it has the lowest return forecast on the July list, but it still offers some cushion above my 12% target. BlackRock first appeared on the watchlist in May of 2022, and thus far has a loss of 1.79% over a two-month period. This averages out to a loss of 0.9% per month. Number 7 this month is Texas Instruments, that is also appearing on the watchlist for the very first time. The stock appears to be about 21% undervalued, with a trailing dividend yield of 2.36%. It has a good payout ratio of 49%, and a strong 5-year dividend growth rate of 20.75%. Top-line growth has been a little low, at 6.53%, during the past 5 years but bottom-line earnings have been strong at nearly 19%. My return forecast for the stock is 15% per year over the next 5 years. This is exactly the reason why my minimum dividend yield threshold is set at 2.75%. If I set my minimum yield higher, I would not come across the last 3 opportunities. I think Home Depot, BlackRock, and Texas Instruments are great companies, and today I can pick up shares for attractive prices and historically high dividend yields. I know many dividend investors like to receive yields of 4 or 5%, but I think there are some excellent companies that warrant dipping down to a dividend yield in the high 2% and low 3% range, especially when the yield for these companies trends well above historical averages. Number 8 this month is Blackstone, with the highest yield on the list this month at 5.91%. The stock appears to be about 17% undervalued, with a trailing dividend yield of 4.9%. It has a good payout ratio of 55%, and a strong 5-year dividend growth rate of 16.55%. Top and bottom line growth has been excellent during the past 5 years, with growth rates above 30%. My return forecast is a nice 24%. Blackstone has been on the watches since April of this year, and thus far it is down 27.2%. The stock got clobbered in June, shedding 22.55%, so much of its watches loss is a result of last month. This averages to a loss of 10.04% per month over the past 3 months. Number 9 this month is Darden Restaurants, with a 4.25% dividend yield. The stock appears to be about 42% undervalued, with a trailing dividend yield of 2.48%. It has a good payout ratio of about 45%, and a strong 5-year dividend growth rate of 15.65%. Top-line revenue growth has been modest at 6.08%, with bottom-line earnings being better at growing at 14.09%. My return forecast for Darden is about 21%. The company first appeared on the watchlist in August of 2021, but did not make the top 10 list for the last 6 months. The total return for the stock since August of 2021 is minus 20.63%. However, if we look at just the 5 months during which the stock was on the watches, the return is a decent and positive 3.99%. The share price has fallen quite a bit this year, and my watches says it's time to take a closer look at the stock again. And the final stock this month is Intel, with a 3.92% dividend yield. It appears to be about 36% undervalued, with a trailing dividend yield of just 2.5%. The payout ratio is a very low 17.5%, but the 5-year dividend growth rate of 5.97% could be better. Top-line revenue growth is also average at just 5.88%. Bottom-line earnings have grown nicely at 18.08% per year. My return forecast is about 15%, giving Intel the second lowest return forecast on the watchlist this month. The company appeared on the watchlist twice before. The first time was on the first watchlist in November of 2020, and once more in November of 2021. Since November of 2020, the stock has a total return of minus 11.35%, or an average loss of 0.6% per month. Most of this loss is attributable to 2022, but that's still not a great track record over a nearly two-year period. So these are my top 10 high-yield picks for July, that I'll be reviewing further to see if I want to add more capital to any position. I already own shares in each of the chosen stocks this month, and I've added quite a bit to some recently. Since I already touched on performance a bit, let's jump right into the buy-and-hold portfolios. 
I think looking at the buy and hold portfolios is the most useful way to measure short and long-term results of these watches. Oftentimes the selected stocks perform poorly in the short run, but the real benefit is realized when the valuation recovers in the long term. The buy and hold portfolios are simple. Each month I add an equal amount of money to each of the 10 chosen stocks for that month. The position is never sold, and all dividends are reinvested right back into the issuing stock. I started tracking two of these portfolios. One that started in January of 2021, and the other in January of 2022. The 2021 portfolio finished June with a loss of 9.13%, which was worse than the VYM that lost only 7.86%. The portfolio also underperformed SPY, that lost 8.25% last month. However, the cumulative return of 19.86% for the portfolio since inception is better than VYM that has a return of 16.15%, and better than SPY that has a return of just 3.03%. On an annualized basis, the portfolio is barely above my long-term target, with a return of 12.83%. I think if the 2022 market decline continues, this return will dip below 12%, but I fully expect it to bounce back in the coming years. The 2022 buy-and-hold portfolio performed even worse in June, losing 10.48% during the month. Since inception, which was 6 months ago, it is down 12.59%, which is worse than VYM that is down 7.97%, but better than SPY that is down 19.98%. 6 months is still a relatively short period of time, and I'm not going to judge these results just yet. I am curious to find out where this portfolio will sit a year or two from now. I hope you enjoyed the content today. If you did, I would appreciate if you liked the video, and subscribe to the channel. Thank you for watching and see you next time.